time for gate speed now, and the boys are joining me on the line as we talk a little bit of harness racing. Blake Redden and Jason Bonington. Good morning to you two gentlemen. Good morning, Gareth. How's things? Oh, well, well, afternoon now, isn't it? Yes. Good afternoon to you, Jason. Good afternoon, Gareth. How are you feeling, mate? I'm feeling really um, pretty good at the moment. That's good. The that's, that's what I wanted to hear. Uh, let's have a chat about the five points, the five things that we learnt over the weekend. And the first one, Code Black rewarded for recent form in a fast Maryborough Cup. He was, wasn't he, Code Black? And well, we didn't know when they hit the line whether he was going to be rewarded or mm. not because... He was so good in the Kilmore Cup running second, then um, he went on and sort of franked that form around really well in the smoking up sprint, and he didn't have any luck in the in the Victoria Cup, but arguably wasn't quite up to that level, but he dropped back Maryborough Cup. As you say, it was really fast uh, run race with Can't Refuse up front, and uh, he just launched into it at the right time, Bon, and... Um, and he did get the photo over Tell Me Tales. So. He did. And, and Maryborough is the only track in Victoria, and I mentioned this on Twitter, that uh, you have to give something to the inside horse. Just about every track in Victoria, harness racing-wise, you've got to give something uh, usually, well, quite often pretty significantly to the outside horse. But on this occasion, unfortunately for those of us who were into Tell Me Tales, who's been a, uh, a very frustrating horse for me. That's the reason I don't have any hair on the top of my head as well at the moment. <laughs> well, not much of it is Tell Me Tales. Mm. So he tries so hard, Code Black. He's only, like, he's yeah. really high to a grasshopper. Tell Me Tales was ranging up and was twice his size, but um, it was a terrific drive by Greg Chuggers because he pushed out. Just as Tell Me Tales was starting to build her m- momentum coming around the turn, she just lost ground because the candy man just pushed out at the right time and built the momentum with Code Black. But he thoroughly deserved it, Gareth. And yes. now he's already taken a little lead in that Country Cups Championship. And we know we've got that new race, the Encore. Well, Code Black will be racing in that in May, no doubt about it, next year because he's already now come second in the Kilmore Cup and won the Maryborough Cup. So, And it's, I think it's a reminder to everybody, probably Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin start every new season just a little bit quietly after having a big Vic Bread Super Series and a big uh, Breeders' Crown. And sometimes you think, Okay, has it dropped away a little bit? Well, it hasn't. They trifected the race. And yeah, so hats off to Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin. But their biggest test this season, and I love Stewart and Tonkin for the job that they do with their team, how they go to the sales. They've got some terrific owners to back them up, but they buy quality stock at those sales and they make sure that they've got top-class yearlings and they produce juvenile winner after winner at feature race meetings like the Vic Bread Night and like the Breeders' Crown. But now their biggest test now is a little bit like Mark Purnham was, say, six or seven years ago, maybe a little longer, when he was the king of the the babies. But then he was able to make sure he trained those horses on and he dominated the grand circuit. I guess Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin will be looking to have an impact now in races like the Victoria Cup, races like the Hunter Cup, races like the Miracle Mile, races like the Inter-Dominion, the New Zealand Cup. I think that's their next challenge before they can be become Hall of Famers in my eyes. I think as promoters of the sport, we want to believe that that's the case, but they really don't need to, do they? I understand that we... we what do you mean they don't need to? Well, they don't Their need business to, model is sound. I, I, the business model's unbelievably good. And at the end of the day, Mark Purden and Natalie Rasmussen haven't really gone on to totally conquer open-age racing. They, they're, what the do you mean? Well, the business They're, model's still the same. They've had one or two horses go on. It's not like they've 
They've got horses who are winning every Grand Circuit race. Well, nearly. Smolder and Lazarus obviously uh, went on and did a magnificent job. But at the end of the day, look, I I agree with you. It would be so good for them if they were able to get two or three horses to go on and be genuine Grand Circuit superstars. But I think that they will sleep incredibly well at night. I'm talking eight to nine hours sound REM (laughs) sleep if they keep on dominating the uh, age-restricted race. But do you get what I'm trying to say? um, 100%. And I reckon it would be great for It's a legacy item. Yeah, and it's also because that's what we want. We want those really good horses that they've got to go on and be Grand Circus stars. We, we do know, I believe, Rider High is trialling tonight yeah. at Tabcourt Park. And, he's a, and, and he is genuinely... Well, I, I think they think, and I think we believe the one. And Poster Boy will, will do a job. If he gets... He, he already... he's, got, he's still got a road to go to get back, but hopefully he does. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd love yeah. them to win the Cox Plates of Harness Racing, the Melbourne Cups of Harness Racing, the Caulfield Cups of Harness Racing, the New Zealand Cup, of course, the biggest race in, in New Zealand. So I, I still think that's what they need to do, and hopefully that they can do with that with their horses. And maybe they need to back off them, some of the really good ones, in their juvenile campaign because, boy, there's a lot of money still to be won at Grand Circuit level, isn't there, really? Like half a million dollar Hunter Cup, $800,000 New Zealand Tronning Cup, into the million between 500000 and a million dollars, depending where it is. got that million dollar race over there at um, Sydney at the moment. I know that's for restricted class as well, but there's plenty of opportunities to win those big races. And if I'm an owner, what race do you want to win, Bono? Oh, look, it, it, I, I want to win open age races, but I think, unfortunately, we're getting a little bit long in the tooth. I, I, I would love to Not win really. A I would love to win a derby, you know. Like, if you, ha- if you had Please. a really good younger horse, the thing is you don't... Gareth, I think if you had a really good younger horse, particularly um, particularly one that you know you know is probably head and shoulders above, you do want to win those age restricted races. But at the same time, I know exactly it's a shallower where you, pool. I know exactly where you're coming from. You, you, you're making a strong point. I'm just saying I, I don't think for them yep. they're going to be hall of famers regardless. But I, look, do you I, think I, so? Do they deserve deserve to be hall of famers if they don't win one of the big grand slams already? Yep, 153%. Why? Because they've absolutely dominated the Victorian scene now for probably four well, or five years, and they're going to continue to. I think, and yeah. Mark Longevity. Mark Burton, Hall of Fame's a big, big call at this it stage. Is. The next 10 years will tell. 100% yeah. they deserve the Hall of Fame. Okay. okay, we'll let you answer your phone there, Bond. Yeah. But, um, that might uh, be Emma Stewart ringing saying, thanks very much, Jason. No, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. I just think... Do you agree with me, Blake? I, I think if you want to be a Hall of Fame, you've got to win some big races, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, they've won, they've won enough Group 1s. It's, it's more well, about... Yeah, but um, they're, restri- the they're, they're age group Group 1s. I'm talking about the Grand Slams. I think I think that will come. That that will come yeah. with, with the suite of horses they have in the next two or three years. Those races will... Um, will you know, end up on their it's CV. Not like, it's not like Philadelphia men and Restrepo and these horses did nothing by the way either, guaranteed. So they, 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 they've, they've, yeah, they they've didn't had win good it. horses, but I, I know what you mean. I know what you yeah. mean. Who was that on the phone? Uh, it was Jan. It was my mother. She okay. just wanted to say g'day, find out what I wanted to eat Stop later picking. on. She doesn't listen to Gatesby? Yeah. She doesn't listen to Gatesby? She doesn't listen to anything I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's probably smart. Yeah, Trotter takes cup and everybody knows he is good. Well, he's a little horse, isn't he? Everybody knows, but he's got a big heart. Hey, just we'll have to take two. Sorry. This is five things we learned. Point number two: the Trotter takes cup, and everybody knows he is good. He is good, all right. Can he take that next step and be competitive against the very best trotters in Australasia? 
I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he's, he's... It's been a slow burn. He's a nice little horse, um, and, he, and he had a... He <laughs> nice had a little horse. Oh, somebody opening the door there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> chairs, <laughs> uh, he's, he's a nice little horse, and I think, like, he was a, he was a pretty good horse early doors in New Zealand, and Andy Gath... I think the sto- the biggest story almost is, well, definitely t- to my eye, is Andy Gath at the moment. He's absolutely flying, and he gets these horses going regardless. Sometimes, you know, they come over and you think, oh, okay, so everybody knows he isn't going to do much of a job here, but he finds a way to win a good race, and that's exactly what he did uh, on Sunday, baked with everybody knows, but I, I don't see him as the horse who's going to be mixing it with the, the McLovins and Tornado Valleys of this world. No, well, I think Jilliby Babavsky galloping handed him the race on the platter, really, didn't it? He ended up finding the lead and was able to do his own thing, so... You know, when you look at... And, and Fabrication is a Group 1 winner, but when you look at a horse like Fabrication yes, flashing late, um, you know, the format of the race is, is going to be, uh, I guess, something we'll monitor going forward. But at the same time, all you can do is win. And while it has been a slow burn, he has probably improved with every run in Australia. And we know he had mm. some issues early doors. I think he was yep. tying up and he didn't race for a little while. So um, there's clearly going to be some improvement left in him. But at this stage, um, he's probably a little bit below the other couple, obviously. Number three, the New Zealand Cup merry-go-round continues on. Like, who do you pick for the New Zealand Cup? I think it's still a little bit of a raffle for mine. Yeah, well, we learned a little bit more on Friday. I think Ultimate Sniper was well-backed, found the lead, and was able to hold off self-assured yeah. who, who came late. But, I mean, really... Someone declared that on our show on that Friday. We asked for a few tips, and we get a lot of listeners that text in some of their better bets over the weekend. And someone did tip Ultimate Sniper in that free-for-all race wow. on Friday. So, obviously, someone knew, went to the front, led all of the way. I've, tr- I've tried to remain positive through this period. <laughs> Gareth well, is winning the war well, here. Well, well, Gareth has been... Well, Gareth has been... Uh, well, we backed the winner, so we're happy. <laughs> uh, I, 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 look, that, that was that was nearly a breaking point for me. Uh, yeah. Let it let it rip, like, then, Jason. Don't sit uh, on the sidelines. Have well, an opinion. Uh, 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 when have I ever sat on the sidelines? Well, really? Here it, we look, go. Yeah, it was it was it, it's it, it's a shocking spectacle, isn't it? And it's, it, it's become it's become difficult to watch. And we didn't learn anything at all. We didn't learn a, th- a thing. All that we learned is that uh, self assured's back in town, and I, I think if he continues to progress, he's the most exciting horse that um, Mark Purden has even above Spankham based on what he did in Queensland. And, look, you, you probably thought maybe he should have won from behind the lead after handing up to Ultimate Sniper, but the run was still very, very good for a horse first up from a break. But you, we're not learning anything at all, unfortunately, and I just can't wait for the Aussies to get over their bakes because right now... You want, to, want them to shake things up? I just want them to shake things up. Bit of San Carlo action, bit of yeah, go monster them. San, San Carlo will let them, let them all know exactly what's happening. The hand up, hand up, and uh, San Carlo will, <laughs> will go up and, uh, and eyeball... You won't hand up to him. That. Well, they don't have to hand up to him because no. they, they'll all be reaching their uh, oxygenation max. I can tell you right now, San Carlos sitting outside them. That, so it's a different. It's going to be a different world. But it, it, it like it, it, Friday night was probably um, yeah. It was a low point. Of, nearly the end of my yep. tether. That's what Kevin Pursuto said last year. I think that was his best run of the season. I know he bolted home and won into Dominion, and I know he was far too strong in a Hunter Cup, but he's run in that New Zealand Trotting Cup last year when he did all of the work and he took on the all-star team and he nearly defeated them one out. He was superb that day, and he did all of the work in the breeze. The New Zealand Trotting Cup market with tab.com.au, Spankham's at $2.00. Ultimate Sniper at five, the Fixer at seven fifty, Ashley Lokaz at nine, Chase Auckland at nine dollars. So the first one, two, three, four, five in the market, all with the All Star team. Cruz Bromac at nine dollars, and AG's White Sock at eleven dollars. This is from Nico, 
our Uncle Sam is nominated to take on All-Stars in next week's Ashburton Flying Stakes. Good luck to the team there. Let's hope he can get the job done. But that's the story with the market. San Carlo's at $14 at the moment. Our Uncle Sam, $26, the best of the Aussies. Yeah, I mean, the, the obvious problem with San Carlo is that they won't hand up to him and no. he's going to have to do work over two miles, which is which is a horrible prospect. But um, I'll tell you what, the, I'm not saying... Self-assured I, not nominated for the New Zealand Cup, just well, to the Dominion. It doesn't sound like it at the moment, or he'd have to be high in the market. But I'll tell you this, that uh, if San Carlo... I'm not saying he'll win, but two miles is no issue. Make it 5,000, yep. that'll be better for San Carlo. Spank him even mm. money too short. Yeah, we can't. Well, no, nobody should ever go into a New Zealand Cup and have any horse at this stage in proceedings at $2. That, that's... That's that's poor shopping, yeah. regardless of the animal. And if Chicago Bull was in the form that he was in, winning at Alexandra Park before that freak accident, I'm, I'm sure he would have won the New Zealand Trotting Cup there last year. <laughs> You're living in the past, Gareth. Well, WA just, bias. It's just fact. It's not WA bias. It's just fact, you idiots. Um, four. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need to go idiots. Yeah. Right? I didn't yes, I did. I just said you were living in the past. Yeah. Clowns, more appropriate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tools. Um, check it out now. Key Young, check it out. Was obviously was a success on the weekend. Yeah, check it out now. The Funk So Brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that Fat Boy Slim? No, yeah. No, okay. Anyway, it w- FIFA. A lot of people remember it from FIFA back in the oh, day. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so good gate speed was able to wrestle the lead away, and at the end of the day, I think that uh, well, Nostra Villa was too short going into the Blossom Lady, and um, and there were you know. There were several several factors that probably played into Keying Shick it out's hands, but it's just an incredible job from Marg Lee and and the entire team there in uh, the Western Districts. They're able to keep finding these sort of horses. Now Keying Shick it out is no star. I think we can say that, but it was a. a he... Are you surprised the run that she got looks like Heaven didn't run past her? Yeah, but looks like Heaven's that kind of horse. Looks like Heaven is is a female version of he's Jason Bonington. Yeah, calm down. What? Yeah, there's no reason to do this, Gareth, all right? Blake's the one that's having a crack at you. Just calm down. <laughs> She's the female version of like a he's-okey-dokey. Needs the speed on all the way, I think. Mm. It doesn't have really that ping speed. So coming off their backs, I, it d- didn't overly surprise me that she wasn't able to run past. Reciprocity was massive Huge. again. Uh, got way, way out of her ground and then got dragged back a little. And the way she, she finished off, you got a funny feeling in the Country Cups this season if she's able to stay a little bit, that reciprocity will go yeah. out. Well, she ran well in the, in the Mildura Cup, so she'll win a, a country cup at some point, reciprocity, the way she's going. Text message coming through. Self for sure was a great run first up. His chin rest head check did come loose. Brackets are obviously an excuse there, but there's nothing better than race fitness. And indeed, he will be improved, you would imagine, from that effort there on Friday night. And the fifth thing's... Five things we learned. The fifth point, Swan Hill Cup set for Friday. What did we learn from that? We're about to learn something, hopefully. Yes. Uh, fields will be out in the next 24 hours or thereabouts. And I think there's a chance San Carlo's going to go there, Bond, which is of interest. Uh, well, it would be of great interest. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't imagine the lineup that would see him beaten in that race. So I think Colt 31 might also be considering going to Swan okay. Hill. He'll smash Colt 31. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Here we go. Oh, um, if Colt 31 draws the pole and San Carlo has to sit outside of him again, I don't think he national can... national rating points, so I don't think he'll draw the pole. Okay. It's then. a preferential barrier draw. Well, first to the front. Well, he could be. That's, yeah. a, that's a fair call. Here's, here's a guarantee for you, Gareth. Even if Colt 31 is first to the front, San Carlo will beat him. What about if Marantai finds the front? Uh, it was nice to see Maraitai, yep. which I was told is the actual uh, pronunciation of the name. It was nice to see him back to something like his best... 
on Sunday, but he is... He won't be there, I don't he, think. He, I don't think he'll be there. And he's a, he's a pretty mercurial horse. I think there's a way to go before we can start uh, elevating him. We're talking about horses like Sicario, Tam Major, yep. uh, potentially these types Bad memories of... for Sicario, for Gareth. He best betted him on uh, Victoria <laughs> Cup night. So yeah. yeah, he was... We, was he local? I, I looked up. I was having my... um. Um, hot dog and, and, and dim sims and I just went to put the soy sauce on them and he was laying there I looked up and he was behind the leader I thought I've noticed since you come back to Melbourne you, yep. you look you look slimmer and you look pretty slick and then I saw you go up to the food van and you got 14 <laughs> potato cakes and three hot dogs right, and I thought what's going on mate now we can discuss or ignore these two next two items I think we need to discuss them Blake <laughs> excellent hosting Gareth no I, I wanted to point that out whether we yeah. had enough time but I think we do HRV annual report dropped last week with a small profit um, Jason that's oh, good news that. for the industry it is really good news for the industry. Obviously, uh, challenging times everywhere in Australia, and I think the the, uh, the situation is going to evolve given the the circumstances of different states. Bakes, but in a very very challenging time for the industry, I think it's um, it's a big win for HRV that they will record a small profit. But the challenges continue. Yeah, let's not forget either. I believe there's some movement on the um, the land out at Melton. There's there's been some good news, some wins there. So we'll wait for further. Confirmation on that. From a revenue perspective, that is extraordinarily important because obviously we've yep. been sitting on that land for a long period of time, Gareth. You can you can get a little um, investment property out there. And what it is, and at the moment when it comes to to racing bodies, you do need to think outside the square with the the revenue. Um, streams that come into the industries these days, especially for harness racing, that you do need to make money outside of the turnover. And you do need to think about new ideas and, and basically be entrepreneurs in, in a way. Well, 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 footy clubs, everyone's the same. Every yeah. sporting organisation is the same. Footy clubs, they have their their, uh, their investments quite often in gaming and all the rest of it. So if you haven't got that other revenue stream, yep. then you're completely beholden. And I'll tell you what it does, Bakes. Yeah. It gives you the opportunity to maybe direct the racing product in a way that you want to rather than being beholden to this constant just building content and making sure you've got more and more and more races. Turnover. We should discuss this actually at some point, but the PMU, I don't know if you saw that, but they've, no. they have uh, the races there, they lot less product and they're getting more turnover. So that's something maybe we can I've always argued that. Me, me too. If, the the if, problem, go on, go. Sorry, I th- I've always argued that if you give spaces in between races and then the punters can identify who they're backing and then can have a relationship with the horse that they're backing and they start to follow them a lot easier that you can actually build turnover and I think every every race that gets a three or four lead up um, into it especially on Sky Racing 1 that turnover goes up dramatically for that race um, but if they're all jammed in together, I think it makes it difficult for the punters to really concentrate and, and see what, what races are coming up. And then it gives chance for if you've got on-track host or you've got Tony Brassel in the studio or the great David Gately, they, and they do it pretty well on Sky Racing 1 on Saturday afternoons. They can actually give you time and then they can tell you who they're tipping and why they're tipping. So, yeah. so I, I agree with the PMU there. That that's largely, um, you know, the amount of races we have has probably largely been led by Tab, and and there will be a joint venture but that's um, a, that's the model, renegotiation in yeah. a couple of years, and we'll see how the, the industry feels about it as a whole. And, and just going back a step about revenue, and I think it's a great idea if if a sport can diversify itself, but I'm not sure, and I don't know this, but as a statutory authority, authority whether you would be allowed to um, seek income from other means. I think I think if you, I think if you knew, if it was definitely going to be directed back you into can, yeah. prize money, okay. yeah, you could for sure. 
Harness Racing Australia response to the 7.30 report, which was hard to watch. And there's been a lot of talk about that report throughout the weekend on different um, different media from different media bodies. And also there was plenty talked about it on the Racing Pulse today with uh, Michael Felgate. But what was the response, basically, Blake and Jason with HRA? Well, I think the, the general response is that, you know, we... Um like everyone were horrified with what we saw and and that there needs to be immediate steps taken and I think that that HRA have an annual annual general meeting in a couple of weeks and and they will sort of be be trying to put forward some some ways to to change this and I'm really torn on this bond between there's probably part of me that thinks well we should stand with the ABC and say well what we've seen is is so horrible and and we need the government to work with these abattoirs and then there's Another part of me that listened to Anthony Mitham this morning on Racing Pulse and thought, well, he's actually right that we need to take ownership of it ourselves. So it's probably one where you can attack both angles to yeah. a degree, but um, it was quite clear that everyone was was quite horrified with what they saw well, and something the, the, needs the, the, to change. Like it, it's, it's a very complex, convoluted issue, isn't it? And, and A, number one, it's never good when somebody outside has to, t- ha- has to expose your own flaws and your own inadequacies in this area so very very difficult to watch and we obviously uh, i think everybody who loves horses was totally sickened by the situation at the same time um you don't want me to sit on the sidelines i feel like this this agenda from the abc to a degree now this is the third story on racing in the last couple of years and you think to yourself there's a lot of problems in the world and i'm not saying this isn't a significant problem but to keep on going back and back and back and rather than actually seek to work with authorities and seek to actually look after the animal to continue down this agenda path of trying to destroy racing is i don't think it's helpful for any for anybody because there's so many people who are i mean the overwhelming majority of people we know love their horses care about their horses they're good people they contribute to society and the economy and i feel like the agenda just to try and destroy racing of all codes is uh is not advantageous to anybody gareth i think all the industries with horse racing need to be better um, yep. From standard breads to thoroughbreds to equestrian to to people who take over horses that were race horses or they finished up with their equestrian careers and I think there needs to be um, the government needs to make a stance regarding um, abattoirs and horses being sent there and if they are going to be put down they need to be put down in a humane way and that's the 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 protocol that everyone needs to follow I think it's black and white common sense and if you can do that. And you make sure that happens. And if you break the laws, you get punished because that can't happen again. And what we saw there at the 7.30 report can't happen. It's a disgrace and it makes me sick. And we need to be better, regardless if the ABC puts that on the, on their 7.30 report or not. I think it's a massive wake-up call for everybody. But, boys, guess what? That's it. Jeez, it goes quick. Jason, you're a good person and so are you, Blake. Thanks, Gareth. And Gareth, I just want to tell you, I was in Maui for the Maui Cup. I know you're talking about the Country Cups during the week, and two separate individuals came up to me and they said, isn't Gareth Hall absolutely flying? <laughs> isn't he flying? Yeah. I, said, I said, he absolutely is. You're dead. And right. he you're knows it. On the and yeah. he knows it. Well, thank you, boys, on that note. That's all right. <laughs> no, thank you, Jason. Thank you, Blake. Thanks, See Gareth. You, Gareth.